All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sokira of the AKW Group here in Akron. We're going to talk this half hour about how the AKW Group invests their clients' monies into individually owned own stocks in custom-made portfolios with their particular interests. If you have any questions about the stock market, individual stocks, how they work, give us a call at 330-673-1234 and talk directly to Walt Sakura. Well, Walt, I think we had a bit of breaking out the champagne just yet, but I am sure there were a lot of glasses raised in toast as the month of November closed and one of the better months they've had in a long time. Yeah, that's for sure, Bob. The stock market closed the month of November with solid gains and began the month of December on a positive note. Um, you know, Friday, we uh, got near that 4,600 level on the S&P 500. Uh, we, we saw really a lot of the sectors perform well last week. Uh, communication services was the down sector for the week, down 2.5%. Energy was up 0.1%. But we saw, you know, some really strong gains in other sectors. And, you um, you know, as we look across uh, what's happening, you know, the, we see rates continue to drop. Uh, we see that 10-year Treasury now down to 4.23%. Um, so, again, the bond market's pretty much saying they they think rates are coming lower, and you see that being pushed lower. I mean, again, it was just a few weeks ago we were talking about that 10-year Treasury over 5%. <clears throat> now we're at that 4.23% mark. Um, you know, you, you just kind of look around and you see a lot of comments by the Fed. They're still posturing, you know, on the battle against inflation. Uh, a lot of economic data last week, another good reading on, on inflation. And then, you know, OPEC uh, made some positive comments about, you know, the production, uh, you know, going into the first quarter of 2024. And we saw oil prices uh, come down a little bit farther. You know, we're $74 a barrel. And, again, a lot of people thought we'd be in the $100 a barrel uh, a lot of the, you know, forecasters and predictors. Um, so, again, you know, no recession. Um, oil's coming down and, uh, you know, inflation's coming down. Interest rates look like, you know, they're probably poised to come down. So a lot of good news, um, which uh, is shown in the market. So we see the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, last week was up 2.4%. Year-to-date, we're at 9.3% on the Dow Jones uh, Industrial Average Index. On the S&P 500 Index, the broader index, uh, we were up 0.8% for the week. Uh, Year-to-date, we're at 19.7%, Bob, on the, on the positive side. Uh, the NASDAQ continues a strong year, up 0.4%. Year-to-date, we're up 36.7% on that NASDAQ. And then we see the small mid-cap stocks coming back, the Russell 2000, up 3.1% for the week. And year-to-date, we're at 5.8%. So it's been a really solid year uh, for investing and you know, keeping that confidence, uh, keeping money in the market. And, you know, we look for hopefully good things to come in 2024. 
We talk about that inflation, and the latest figures show that inflation is a cooling at least. The October price index was flat, an annual gain showing in that index about 3% from September's 3.4%, and the six-month annualized rate is down to 2.5% for overall core PCE inflation. And that's a, those are the kind of numbers that the Fed was saying that when they reach those numbers, they'll be happy to start lowering interest rates again, but they haven't done it yet. No, I mean, with the mandates there, you know, we wanted uh, the Fed was really pushing to bring inflation down to that 2% rate. I mean, we're not there yet, but boy, we, we've made a lot of progress. And the PCE inflation uh, index, which is, you know, that's kind of the one the Fed really prefer, prefers, as you said, just, you know, we're 2.5% annualized over the past six months. Uh, so, you know, good good numbers there, getting close to that 2% mark. Um, also, we saw Fed Governor, you know, Christopher Waller, who's been a very stalwart, you know, policy hawk, uh, shifted, you know, towards rate cuts possibly. And, you know, we're getting some of the Fed members now talking about, you know, maybe maybe it is time to consider, uh, you know, looking at interest rates. So I, I don't look forward to doing anything in the short run, but... Again, as we go into 2024, Bob, I mean, if we if we see interest rates come down, that should really further support stocks and, you know, some, some future grant gains as we look forward. So, uh, you know, good news, uh, you know, from what we're seeing. So in addition to the interest rates, what are some of the other questions about the economy you have as we're heading into December and uh, barreling towards 2024? Bob, you know, we continue to watch the consumer. You know, again, uh, you, you know, consumers continue to show resilience and their willingness to spend um, you know so we we really are spending a lot of time looking at that um, you know I think the media again is is uh, one of the interesting things in our country um, you know and it's centered a little bit on negative news and I think you, you really have to think for yourself uh, more than ever uh, you know no, not get caught up and uh, you know again right now we're hearing a lot of talk about you know the fact that you know the market is getting near highs again and you know maybe maybe we shouldn't be investing so you got to be careful you got to be a long-term investor and uh, you know we'll continue to watch uh, you know other signs of the economy as far as debt levels and the housing market you know there's a lot of things to pay attention to uh, but overall you know a lot of the signs we're seeing give us confidence to be long-term investors again you know uh Five, six months out, who knows, but five, six years out, still feel pretty positive about where we're headed. Now, is it more harder? Is it harder now to invest since the markets are heading higher and and the cash is paying some higher rates? Is it harder to make decisions on where to invest your money now than before? Not for us, but I I think for the average investor it is. You know, for years and years and years, you, you didn't really get anything at the bank, and, you know, CDs were not paying anything, and, you know, that short term. Um, you know, low risk type of, uh, you know, place to put your money just didn't exist. And now, you know, people are getting 5%. It feels pretty good. And, you know, it's, uh, so if you're getting 5%, you're thinking, why, why take the risk? You know, why, why get involved in that crazy stock market, which, uh, you know, we, you look at 2022 and, you know, a lot of people, you know, had some negative returns in 22. But again, but for us as long-term investors doing this for, you know, going on 36 years now. I mean, I just know the power of investing. I know the power of being invested in stocks. And uh, again, you know, I, it's not that I love stocks. I just think they're an important part of anybody's portfolio if you really want to grow your money. And, and that 5% isn't going to be around forever. You know, you got to remember that too. It's, if rates come down, uh, those short-term rates will drop. So yeah, you might get 5% for a year, but when that money matures, 
uh, it may not be anywhere near 5% again. We might get back to those lower rate environments that, that we had to all live through for a long, long time. So, you know, I, I tell people don't get caught up in the short term. you got to think long term and you got to make sure your money's positioned the right way for the long run. Talking to Walt Sakara, of course, who's managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. And once again, if you have questions about investing in individual stocks in the market, give us a call at 330-673-1234. Now, time for the Trends and Insights section of the program. Walt is always looking at the data out there, urging people to think for themselves as they invest, and also bringing out some interesting points that maybe uh, you might ponder as you look about investing and looking at your own investment portfolios. As we said, Black Friday was pretty strong. Shoppers spent $9.8 billion, with more strong shopping is spending about $12.4 billion more on Cyber Monday, according to Adobe Analytics. And Bob, I mean, that's a good sign. You know, as I was just saying, we're paying attention to the consumer. Our economy is uh, close to 70% of our economy is what you, I, the listeners do with our money. If, we, if we're if we confident and we spend, and, uh, you know, it's going to continue to drive the economy forward. And, you know, when we get cautious and worried and, you know, if we're worried about our jobs, worried about our income, worried about spending, I mean, that's going to slow the economy down. So uh, this Christmas season is important. You know, I mean, it's it's important to see those trends continue. We We've had an odd cycle coming out of COVID. You know, a lot of people bought a lot of goods, um, you know, big, big ticket goods for the home, you know, when people were stuck at home. So we saw things like TVs and computers and furniture and, you know, all kinds of purchases that people may have put off for many, many years. And those those purchases really slowed down in the, in the cycle after COVID. And, you know, we see people spending on things like a travel and experiences, you know, concerts, uh, football games, you know, we got the NFL today, I mean, packed stadiums, college games, packed stadiums. I mean, people are out enjoying life again. And, um, you know, so again, we, we just got to watch where the consumer's spending. And those numbers are strong, you know. I mean, the trends are strong year over year. And, uh, you know, shows a lot of uh, you know data that, you know, people are still willing to spend where, where they want to spend. But uh, as investors, we got to watch where those trends are and make sure, you know, if we're investing in something that's our retail re- related, that we know we're in a strong trend looking forward. So uh, we continue to uh, follow these numbers closely. Now, a question that investors may want to ask themselves is, how smart are you? Well, according to a new research paper by Chris Dawson, they concluded that higher levels of financial optimism are more associated with lower cognitive ability. <laughs> so the more happy you are, the, the guess not as smart you are. Uh, you know, smart people are analytical, Bob. And, you know, I, I saw it working at, you know, Case Western for years as a college professor. I was around some of the brightest minds uh, that you could find up there. And, uh, you know, but, but you know, you can get the analysis to paralysis. You know, sometimes smart minds overthink. Sometimes smart minds, you know, look at the pessimistic data too much. Sometimes it, it takes optimism, a little leap of faith, you know, trusting your, your gut. You know, I always tell people investing is, you know, part science, part art. You know, sometimes it is science. You, you use the numbers, you run the data, but you know, sometimes you got to take the paintbrush and paint, and and you got to believe in, in the trends and, and the things that you you see with your eyes and where where things are headed in the world. So, um, you know, right now, you know, a good example of that is AI. You know, a lot of people are very you know worried about AI. They they don't know if they should believe those trends, but. You know, you look at some of the investments there, there's solid ideas and, you know, some companies that are showing some really strong financial metrics as well. So uh, a little bit of data and and a little bit of, uh, you know, like I said, art, painting with that paintbrush and believing in what you see and and how you want to invest. So 
uh, you know, sometimes, like I said, being too smart is, isn't good. Uh, you, you know, you got to temper that with some common sense and, and try to keep things simple so you can make decisions. Some sad news last week, although not entirely unexpected. Warren Buffett's right-hand man, Charlie Munger, passed away. He was 99 years old. He's uh, best known, of course, for his wit and his own wisdom in the world of investing. Uh, how much did Charlie Munger influence you, Walt? Bob, a lot over the years. Uh, you know, I've been a big follower of uh, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger. I, you know, I, I love the man. He's he just uh, no filters, just says as that as it is, and. You know, he's got some great quotes out there. I tell people, you know, go go type into Google, you know, Charlie Munger and, you know, great quotes, best quotes, and, and just read, you know, what this man said over the years. Uh, he, he was definitely a leader in the investment world. And, again, you know, I think one thing I really liked about his personality is that candor, you know, that courage to say how it is and to be transparent. And, and I think, you know, our group tries to be that way. We try to be very transparent. Um you know, just like I tell people, you know, all the time, I say, you know, what we do, you you can hear it every Sunday. We we tell you what we do. We're you know we're a believer in what we do. We're transparent. Uh, we we work with candor, and a lot of that I've learned, you know, from from people like Charlie Munger over the years. You know, you look at success, and then you try to duplicate that. And uh, he was a great man, had a great run, and a great life. And uh, it's a big loss to the investment community. Are there any names being tossed about for his replacement? Well, they had brought in some other people into Berkshire over the past couple of years, Bob. I, I think they got a, a good, uh, you know, team there. And again, they they kind of saw, like you said, unfortunately, as you know, him and Warren both have aged. I think they had to build a, a succession plan. I think that's well in place. Now let's talk about stocks themselves and stock talk. Your chance to give us a call and I'll talk to Walt about any particular stock issue that you are interested in. Once again, the number to call, 330-673-1234. Listening outside of the Akron area online or any place, you have a toll-free number to call, too, 800-669-4100. We talked about artificial intelligence, and it's the cover story in this week's Barron's article highlighting one of your core equity holdings, NVIDIA a long-term holding in your equity portfolio, but also mentions another tech stock you recently bought for that small mid-cap portfolio. Yeah, Bob, again, you know, it's it's interesting. You're seeing a lot of articles, a lot of coverage on AI, and, of course, NVIDIA has been such a strong story. Uh, it's been a, a long-term holding for us. We've owned it for many, many years, and, uh, you know, saw it when, when it was having success in gaming and data centers and other areas, and now, you know, AI. And, and beyond AI, autonomous driving, you know, they – they're in a lot of the areas that are, are going to drive the future of, of technology. But uh, well, one of the stocks that's mentioned in here is Supermicrocomputer. Uh, they have a long-term, actually, partnership with NVIDIA. And uh, they make, uh, you know, a lot of the the, the equipment that's needed, um, you know, uh, as far as AI will go. They, they make servers and workstations and racks and networking devices, uh, server server management software, a fascinating company with with some great growth uh, over the years, and you know they're positioned really, really well uh, for the build out of what we're going to see in technology. So, Supermicrocomputer SMCI is a stock that we did add to our small cap, mid, mid small mid cap portfolio uh, a while ago, and uh, we'll continue to be older this for the long run. We we like where it's positioned, and we like that partnership with Nvidia. Now, in spite of all the excitement about artificial intelligence stocks, a lot of folks who lived through the 90s who run up on tech stocks and subsequent collapse are a little cautious. They're wondering, is this another another 1990s scenario, or is AI really the place to put our money right now? 
Well, you know, I'll go to Charlie Munger. You know, he made a comment on AI, and he said, I'm personally skeptical of some of the hype that has gone into artificial intelligence. I I think old-fashioned intelligence works pretty well. So that's a quote from Charlie Munger. Um, you, you know, again, it, it's an interesting tech, technology that I think is going to have really widespread use uh, in a lot of business applications, a lot of industries. Um, but again, there, there's other ways to invest. If, if people aren't comfortable with the risk uh, that, that comes from investing in technology, uh, there's other ways to put your money to work. So, uh, you know, again, you're not, you don't have to miss out. I think you, you just, if you're a believer and, and you think that that risk, and again, risk isn't loss of money, Bob, for us. Risk is just volatility of returns. And, you know, AI stocks are going to be more volatile. I mean, you, you look at the video this year, you know, I mean, it pushed up near 500. We're, we're dropping. Uh, now, you know, I mean, the stock is off. I think we're back in, what, the 470 level, um, you know, 467. So the stock's going to move all over the place, uh, up and down, up and down. I mean, so if you're if that's not the stomach that you have for investing, you, you can find other stocks to, to put money in that don't have that kind of volatility. So AI, I think, is, is a good uh, trend and, and a great place to make money, but it's not for everyone. Now, another holding in your Corkity portfolio is Tesla. Last week, they made some more headlines. It's on the positive side as they delivered their first 12 cyber trucks. Yeah, this is a big offering, and it's been a challenge for uh, for Tesla. I, they, they've had a lot of production issues with, with the Cybertruck, but uh, it definitely is a game changer. Um, the Cybertruck that they started is it's priced around $60,900. It has a 250-mile range. Um, and that's the base model. Uh, there'll be two other trims uh, expected in 24, uh, around 79,000 and around 99,000. Uh, so it'll be interesting to follow this, uh, you know, this continued uh, trend that, that uh, Tesla is building out in EV. And they had some really good results over in China, um, up 28% uh, last week and deliveries. And uh, so again, this is a company that's it's going to be again at the lead edge of, of EV and and other technologies that we're definitely interested in. So we'll continue to hold Tesla. And, again, it's, it's a volatile ride as well, Bob. Now, last week, uh, Salesforce was leading software stocks. They had solid earnings for the latest quarter. And Snowflake and Workday also reported earnings last week. Again, software stocks are, are really important. And, you know, when you talk about technology, Salesforce obviously sits at the center of a lot of companies as far as their CRM systems, their customer relationship management software, uh, helping sales forces. I mean, sales forces are incredibly important uh, for any organization. You got to grow that revenue line, and uh, they had a quarter three earnings uh, jumped. Uh, you know, they had a, a beat with revenue uh, climbing about 11 percent to 8.72 billion. Uh, so again, a lot of good results there. Uh, Snowflake also some good results uh, with earnings up 127 percent. Revenue climbed 32 percent. Uh, Workday reported a 57% earnings gain and 17% revenue rise. So a lot of good results coming from uh, these software stocks as well. As well, And, again, once companies invest in these, you know, they're, they're kind of in for the long run. It's hard to change uh, these, these big enterprise software systems. Um, you know, so, again, there's reoccurring revenue. There's probably some built-in price increases for these companies that, uh, that get the software sold. Uh, to different best businesses. So we, we like uh, software stocks, and these are three definitely worth taking a look at. 
Also in the tech world, cybersecurity stocks CrowdStrike and Zscaler reported very strong earnings last week. Now, you've been a proponent of these stocks for a long time. Uh, you still like the long-term outlook for stocks dealing in cybersecurity? Absolutely, Bob. We think it's a trend that you, you know companies have to spend money on. You got to protect your systems. You got to protect your data. You got to protect your customers. And, uh, and your employees as well. So, I mean, I, I think the cybersecurity will continue to be an important part of uh, any, any company's spend and investment. Uh, you know, people want to trust the companies that they work with. And, uh, you know, at Baird, we, we use Zscaler. Um, you know, our data is extremely important to us as a financial institution, and you got to make sure you protect it and protect the systems. Uh, a lot of investment goes into, into uh, you know, that type of security. So, And I think it's a trend that's going to continue over the years. So we, we really like cybersecurity stocks. And, again, there'll be volatility here as well. I, I guess I'm talking about volatility a little bit. But, you know, any, any technology stocks kind of have its ups and downs, but uh, the long-term trends are definitely there. Once again, on Stock Talk, let's take some calls now for Old Secure at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Konnichiwa. Agazai Musk. Hey, hey, Ken. How are you this Sunday? Good, good. Still planting uh, tulip bulbs out here. Hey, uh, I wonder, I, that Charlie Munger interview, what I, I, I appreciated was him uh, telling about some of his losers. Mm-hmm. Alibaba was one of his big... Losers, and he, he he did cite my biggest problem's been uh, getting out of the. I fall in love with some of these decisions I made 20 years ago, and I hang on like Bristol Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Can you believe they're making new lows, and and uh, you wonder what's going on with them? <laughs> right, definitely. Yeah, we we sold our Bristol Myers, and uh, we we did have a, a long time ago a holding in Alibaba as well, but we we sold that one as well. I think, you know, self-discipline is important, you know, Ken, and a lot of people don't have it. I always say it's the one thing that separates the professional investor from the, the average investor. Anybody can buy a stock, but, you know, you got to have rules and, and you got to adhere to them, you know, when you when you want to sell. Um, uh, but it sounds like you've done well over the years, you know, just kind of hanging into some of these ideas. Sometimes you can sell too quick, but... Uh, I, th- I think there are places you got to sell and uh, move on, move that money to other investments that uh, offer better opportunity. Yeah, well, the uh, Spectrum Brands symbol SPB. About two years ago, I switched to their products for uh, instead of Roundup and uh, some of these weed killers and gra- vegetation killers, I switched to Spectricide. It's made by Spectrum Brands, uh, and it works overnight rather than waiting two weeks. For things to die like uh, Roundup and all that, uh, so I switched the Spectrum brands, and uh, it's been a good couple-year run. Now, the SPB is a PE of two and pays 2.4, but the CEO was the largest buyer of the of the stock uh, uh, last week. So, uh, if you ever followed, I know it's probably not in your wheelhouse. These kind of Scott's, oh, no, miracle, no, Scott's miracle grows been a real loser too, but this uh, SPB, what's the chart look like on that? Yeah, I mean, again, you, you said it. I mean, really low valuation here, good valuation, and uh, you know, I think that the key for this company is just uh, getting their revenues and profits back to those little higher levels. You know, I think these stocks, uh, Wall Street has not been in love with some of these stocks you mentioned scott's miracle grow as well and 
I think it's just because of the cyclicality of the business on time and the you know the cost of the of the chemicals and the materials and so forth uh, can rapidly change. But I, th- I think long term, you know, these, some of these stocks are very interesting, and as you said, they they reach valuations where you know you, you gotta you gotta take a look. So we screen you know on valuation and low PEs and dividends and things of that all the time. Can we have a, a database with like twenty seven thousand stocks in it? And we we're searching all the time and. Yeah, you know, these things come through the screens very often as uh, very low values. So definitely worth it. We're taking a look at, and um, you know, who knows what the long term holds, but definitely a stock we're taking a look at. Okay. Well, you guys have a good week. Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling three three zero six seven three one two three four to talk to Walt Secure here on Stock Talk. Uh, another one of your newer core equity holdings, Eli Lilly, had some good news last week when it was reported that their weight loss drug is more effective than competitor Norvo Norris's. Yeah, that's a that's a good trend for them. You know, these weight loss drugs are very, very, uh, you know, they're in the news and they're on people's minds and there's success coming, you know, for people losing weight. And uh, Lily's drug, they had a longer test here and it, it showed that, you know, it actually performed better and is, is actually doing better than Norvo's and, and a lot of patients that are that are taking these drugs. So that's a really good thing to see. Again, we, we like uh, Lily for the long haul and uh, not just the obesity drug, but we mentioned you know they also have the Alzheimer's uh, you know, drug that they've been working on as well, and some other really interesting areas of development and, and uh, pharmaceuticals. So uh, Eli Lilly is one we're, we're happy we have it, and again we're we're looking forward to the next couple of years to see where the stock can go. Now General Motors is now uh, recovering after the big strike, and they reinstated their guidance following that strike. They also increased their dividend by 33% and announced a billion-dollar stock buyback plan. Why are they doing that? <laughs> well, I think they got confidence in, in where they're headed, and uh, the trends are there. And, you know, again, I think a lot of people were worried about GM uh, coming out of the UAW strike, you know, how much the labor uh, contract was going to impact earnings and, and you know, longer-term profits. But I, I think GM's saying, hey, we're okay. And I, they're making you know, that announcement's pretty strong, Bob. You, you push up your dividend, you announce a big buyback plan. Uh, it sends confidence out to Wall Street that the GM management and the, the company believes in their stock. And, uh, you know, so that's a good trend to see. Uh, and we'll, we'll pay attention to GM and Ford and, you know, these other automakers and see how they do over the next couple quarters, uh, you know, with, with this new labor contract in place. Another holding in your Crockery portfolio was AbbVie. Now, they announced the plans to buy Immunogen, the maker of a new cancer-fighting drug, for some $10 billion. Yeah, AbbVie's been a, a really strong company over the years. And uh, the last uh, pharmaceutical company they bought was Allergan, which uh, was a big uh, pharmaceutical company that had eye medications. And they had a lot of the uh, cosmetic uh, medications like Botox and Juvederm and now they they you know bought uh, immunogen and I think uh, cancer is is kind of the next focus I think if you look at the horizon of pharmaceuticals and where a lot of R and D is being spent you know cancer is definitely uh, something these pharmaceutical companies are ramping up and you know really trying to make progress to uh, get better treatments and better drugs out there to help people that are uh, you know fighting cancer and that's that's good news Bob. Now, Intuit, one of your women's empowerment portfolio stocks, also had strong earnings last week. Yeah, Intuit obviously is the maker of uh, 
uh, this QuickBooks and Quicken uh, software a lot of people use uh, to do TurboTax to do their taxes. Um, this has been a really strong uh, company. They they have really good diversity and well run. And again, the financial results are powerful. They had a 49% uh, earnings gain, a 15% revenue gain. Uh, Intuit is one of those tech stocks a lot of people forget about, but. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of users and repeat users and repeat revenue. You know, if you if you use TurboTax, Bob, to do your taxes, you're probably going to buy it again this year, and uh, that revenue just continues to flow in year after year after year for Intuit. So it's a it's a company we like and a pretty stable, consistent uh, grower. You know, over the years. And another stock that you have in the women's leadership portfolio for some time now, Ulta Beauty. They also uh, jumped nicely on their earnings report. Oh, well, they really did. They had a big week last week, Bob, and. Uh, you know, the, the report was, uh, you know, not, not super big numbers, but I mean, it just showed the stability of the company. Again, they have 1,355 stores out there now. Um, every once in a while, um, you know, I end up in one of these stores, uh, uh, dragged in most of the time, but, uh, you know, pr- pretty impressive, uh, uh, store and traffic flow. And, you know, you can, you can see why, uh, a lot of women like to go into these stores, uh, you know, for their beauty needs. Uh, so, again, they're doing a great job executing really well, and this is a really, really good stock. We we really like Alta Beauty. And once again, if you would like to talk to the gang at, at the AKW Group, including Walt Secura, during the week about some stocks that you like, like we're talking about them here, give them a call anytime in Akron at 234-466-7476. Tell them we heard the program here on WNR, and uh, they'll talk with you about these stocks. Uh, again, just to, uh, to give you some conversation, give you some experts to speak with. 234-466-7476 for Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. So the first full week of December coming up, uh, what do we have coming up on this week? Uh, Bob, we're going to work hard at, uh, you know, year-end stuff, working with a lot of our clients. You know, obviously we do a lot more other than stock management, but uh, we'll we'll work hard and we'll be back with you next Sunday. Thank you, Walt. Walt Secura, the AKW Group. Give him a call, 234-466-7476. And tell him you heard him on WNIR. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. AbV Inc., symbol ABBV. Adobe Systems Inc., symbol ADBE. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA. Berkshire Hathaway, symbol BRK.B. Bristol Myers Squibbing Company, symbol BMY. CrowdStrike Holdings Inc., symbol CRWD. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. General Motors, symbol GM. Alphabet Inc., parent of Google, GOOGL. Immunogen Inc., symbol IMGN. Intuit, symbol INTU. Eli Lilly and Company, symbol LLY. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Norvo Nordis, symbol NVO. Pfizer Inc., symbol PHE. Salesforce.com Inc., symbol CRM. The Scotts Company, symbol SMG. Snowflake Inc., symbol SNOW. Spectrum Brands Holdings, symbol SPB. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Alta Beauty, symbol ULTA. Workday Inc., symbol WDAY. And Zscaler Inc., symbol ZS. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.